It, it, would, it would be it would be me that we're, we're as we're starting classic. I get attacked by a master vampire <laughs> in White Run, and, and and I accidentally hit one dude, and now I gotta pay ten thousand gold. <laughs> Only you. I, I I mean, damn it! Vampires are attracted to you. There's there's just no way around it. And now I'm in jail. I, I had to, <laughs> and now I had to go to jail. So, <laughs> I'm alright, though. I'm okay. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to a, uh, a, a an unfortunate episode <laughs> <laughs> of Classic Elder Scrolls. This is episode 72, something awful about the Thalmor. Uh, I think the uh, the title right now in Twitch is Damn the Thalmor! I am yep. your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler. Today's record date is Morndoss, 17th of Sunsight, and this is Classic, brought to you by QuestGamingNetwork.com. It's available for download on iTunes. Stitcher Radio, Google Play, QuestGamingNetwork.com, all those wonderful other things, and of course, I'm not alone, I'm never alone, I got the wonderful Twitch chat room here, and if this man had a spirit totem, it would be Thrangar! Mike, the Tamrielic story. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> hey, Mike. How How's you doing? Going? He's good. It's very good. good okay. I see that Mistress LeBeau is in uh, our chat room. She must have heard us talking about her before we started streaming. Yeah. All good things, though, of course, Liz. All good things. What was that that you said, Mike? I will get into the gameplay, but you're playing Legends, and you, like, kick someone's ass, and you're like, I can only imagine if I did this to Liz. <laughs> so I made a deck that I affectionately call Werewolf Their Wolf, but it's a neutered werewolf deck. And so it takes away all of the power points off of your enemy's cards. So that they become zero slash three, zero slash four cards, whatever the case might be. Yeah. And I ended up winning after I was really down a lot. Like this guy had a huge amount that he had done to me. And uh, I ended up winning because I filled both lanes with seven cards that were zero slash something with no guards. And I said, could you imagine if I did that to Liz? She would like kill me if she found out it was me. Oh, you're like, oh yeah, she'll she'd do the black ritual. You'd be dead tomorrow. You'd be dead tomorrow. <laughs> I told I told Mike, I said, someone will be doing the, the dark ritual in, in Liz's bedroom and that would be Liz doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, so uh so unfortunately uh, Mark couldn't be here today. He sent us a, a hurried text um earlier today saying that at work there was some kind of an emergency and uh unfortunately it was like all hands on deck he couldn't spare the time so and he's like all pissed off too because this is our hate on the thalmor episode so <laughs> see i had heard that actually he has been taken by thalmor adjudicators and locked in a prison somewhere for playing a neutering deck i believe it i believe that <laughs> for sure i do um but uh of course uh you know Steph, uh, Mark couldn't be here today. However, uh, we do have our uh, our newest cast member to to Classic, uh, Grandmaster of the Board Dudes Who Solo Dungeons Fraternity, the one, the only, the strongest man in Tamriel, Zephin. I need more friends. Oh, how you doing, guys? How you doing? <laughs> doing good. Doing, doing well. Doing, doing well. I just got out of jail in Skyrim. So, <laughs> have have you have you made amends for your wrongdoings? I had to pay ten thousand gold. 
I don't know what the hell I did, but yeah, I made the amends. It's good. It's all good. Yeah, now go check and make sure that the armorer is still alive. If you got attacked by a master vampire, she's probably dead. She who? Oh, the armorer? Yeah. Uh, Adriana at the forge. She's probably dead now. Yeah, and I probably have, like, you know, Sanguinis Vampiricus or whatever that is. Just remember, Barwin, in Skyrim it's illegal to attack a civilian unless it's a Thalmor. <laughs> there's nothing civil about them. No. I, I always I always jump right on them. As soon, whenever, oh, no, she's here. Okay, good. Yeah, she's all right. Walking around, strutting her steel mace. <laughs> anyway. Um, Zephan, welcome again. It's great having you. Thank you. Our newest cast member to Classic. Uh, would you please let everyone know um, something that's uh, written in the notes uh, right there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where is that random? <laughs> it's just <laughs> random. Yeah, just, just to pick a random thing in the notes and just... Uh, <laughs> no, All no, no, no. Right. Well, you can watch us live at youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork slash live, or you can email us at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. You can also find us at questgamingnetwork.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Elder Scrolls OTR or on Facebook at facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork. That was my random spot. Where's I like yours? that. I like that. We got to update that YouTube link. That's not a, we don't do we don't do the show live on on YouTube anymore. <laughs> no, no, we don't. It's Twitch. No, but you put something in front of me and I will read it. I I, I believe you. <laughs> oh That's... God, I have two of the of you now. Uh, you this got is two. Be awesome, Liz, get in here. I need note taking done. <laughs> <laughs> He'll read anything on that teleprompter. <laughs> uh, so so what are we doing today, there uh, there uh, there, Zephan? What what do we got going on? We are we are magically changing the notes in front of my face where it now says you can watch us live at. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network. Yes! Yes! <laughs> That's right. But we're also playing Skyrim. Yeah. Skyrimmer. Skyrimmer? Yeah. Uh, right. Do you ever see that cat yeah. picture? That, well, it's, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, yeah. Skyrim! Yes, we're also going to have the history of the Thalmor. Because mm-hmm. who doesn't want to know more about the Thalmor, right? Thalmor. Right? Who who doesn't? Yes? No? Mm. I'd like to know more about them. Like, what color is their blood when I pull my blade from their chest? How do you not already know that by now? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no thrusting action in this game. <laughs> oh, there's thrusting action. Ask Liz. No, that's dagger. <sighs> I mean... Yeah, I walked into that one, unfortunately. <laughs> this is where we need Mark right now. He's like, there's a mod for that. <laughs> There is. <laughs> Alright. So uh Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I like it. I like uh, I like all that. Uh also for a discussion topic, we're gonna be doing uh why do you choose to or refuse to make a high elf? Uh plus we got our fast question of the week, a crafting table, which uh Zephan uh, put in today and, and believe me it's it's a it's a real humdinger of a crafting table. <laughs> Mod. Don't worry, there's no thrusting unless you really want there to be. I I mean, uh, that's really accurate, by the way. So stay tuned for uh, that. <laughs> Gameplay, involved, though. E- emails, and more. Um, of course, we uh, we we give we give our hats off to the uh, the two most interesting moments of your entire life, right here 
the Two Moons Horoscope with our friend, Jazzledar. Thank you. This one has been in the woods. I have helped a village of Argonians, stopped a Daedric prince, helped a band of privateers, found a long-dead cheating bard husband. But the strangest of all, I was asked by a band of wood elves to help protect a tree. Now, this one says, why not? I like trees. Then they ask one to this one to lick a frog. Lick a frog? Yes, lick a frog. <laughs> Do you know where that slimy thing has been? In this one's mouth. Ugh. Then reality peeled away, and this one saw some shit. Like a tree lady, <laughs> ghosts, snakes, tigers, and wolves, all trying to eat each other. A large talking tree which said to this one, Come on, get in my trunk. What the hell? No wonder the wood elves are so strange. You would eat your brother if you lick a frog. You think your brother is a chicken. This one will need more days with moon sugar tea and maybe some skooma to clear his head before I can look at the stars. Do you know some wood elves even tricked this one to believe that there was a silk dress in a cave? No, there was another wood elf wrapped up and about to be a spider's lunch. Listen, dear friends, skooma is safer than anything a wood elf tells you to eat. And I have seen skooma destroy families and wreck lives. But licking a frog? Never again. <laughs> We're gonna get letters. <laughs> <laughs> lick, a, lick a frog! <laughs> well, <laughs> Jesus. That's uh, a lot of fun there. I like that. <laughs> good, good job. Good job. Alright, um, so... <laughs> lick the frog. Uh, this week at Tamriella Holidays, Mike. So, Timothea is Middle Tamrielic for Tiber's Day. It is not surprising that the Lordom of Alkir celebrates its most famous native with a great party. Historically, Tiber Septim never returned once he left his beloved birthplace, and that is mid-year the 24th, so just recently. So, have fun. Go spend some time in the Alakir uh, township. Um, over in Stormhaven in ESO and celebrate the coming of Tiber Septim. Yep, Tybetha. Good day. Like it. And lick a frog. And lick a frog. Yep, that's always, uh, that, that's always my uh, Alakir stomping, <clears throat> me drinking, uh, get naked in the, uh, in the desert uh, day right there, Tybetha. There go. <laughs> that's a bad idea. You get a sunburn. Ooh, yeah, scorpions out there too. Yeah, yeah. Don't go to the Alakir Desert. Go to the Alkir, the uh, little township. Ah, right. No, yeah, you don't want to do that. So, um, before we get into gameplay and whatnot, folks, we want to jump into a couple of things that we quickly like to mention. Like number one, uh, QGN Con is is on its way, folks. Uh, that is that is going to be. Happening in October, October 4th. Uh, tickets are now on sale at questgamingnetwork.com. We're going to be having a lot of great stuff going on there as well. It's going to be done in Manhattan. We're going to be doing a live broadcast of um, uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record and uh, KD Radio. Plus, we're going to have a live D&D session with Mark, a Magic the Gathering tournament there as well, plus free swag uh, uh as, as well there everyone everyone who who buys a ticket comes on in and get yourself a little swag bag um so that's gonna be it's gonna be a good time um hopefully we'll be able to uh 
get enough folks together to do a uh, Elder Scrolls Online LAN party of sorts, and we'll be able to connect with folks uh, who, are, who are already in-game playing and, and run a thing in-game. That might be fun. Uh, so that's what we got going on, and that's going to be October 4th at uh, in Manhattan, the Baseball Center in Manhattan, West 74th Street, Midtown Manhattan. So uh, tickets are on sale right now at questgamingnetwork.com. And while you're there, uh, also you want to check out the uh, QGN shop. We've got lots of cool uh, was it, uh, T-shirts and mugs and mouse pads and all different kinds of stuff there. Uh, uh, if you're a big fan of the shows... Get some cool stuff over there. All right. Gameplay, folks. Also, um, while we're quickly mentioning things, um, I know we haven't done an episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record in a while. I know there's a lot to talk about. Um, I do plan on doing an episode of that either Sunday or Monday. I'd like to do it on Monday, but uh, unfortunately, I'm, we may have to switch things and do it on Sunday due to uh, scheduling issues. It's a very busy summer. So, trying to get that handled for you, but uh, tune in to our Twitter uh, Twitter account at Elder Scrolls OTR, and we'll we'll keep you updated every step of the way this week. But we are going to be doing an episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record either Sunday or Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern this weekend. So, hopefully, we see you then. All right, um, gameplay. We've got. Uh, I just want to remind everyone about the uh, the weekly challenge. We'll do that a little bit. Um, I'm more interested in, in kind of hearing your gameplay, though, guys. We'll we'll talk about the weekly challenge in a little in a little bit. Um, Stefan, how you yes. been doing? How you been doing in game? I've been doing pretty good. Yeah. How you been doing in game? Not so good. I I haven't uh, I haven't been doing a whole heck of a lot. I mean, I, I ran some. You and I ran some dungeons, right? On um, late late night Elder Scrolls this week. Right, but. Might, I might have played Oblivion one night, but other maybe. Than... <laughs> <laughs> Since you're unsure, you were that drunk. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, I was. Uh, so... <laughs> Can't tell if it's Daggerfall or Oblivion. <laughs> Play, playing something though, it's in it first. It's all very blurry. <laughs> uh, bro, you're in Doom. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> I was <laughs> I was wondering what happened to the uh, Jarl of White Run. Why he looked like that? <laughs> um, but yeah, what about you? What have you been doing in game? Uh, well, actually, I spent a lot of time working on the weekly challenge, which was difficult for me to figure out what I could do that I hadn't already done before because I'm an alcoholic and I liked play every type of gameplay I could think of. So so we should and, probably get into that then before you you tell us <laughs> what that's about. All right. Um <laughs> yeah, so so just to remind everyone what the weekly challenge is. It's called it's called the weapon, all right? It relies on the previous challenge before uh called the exception and we we're asking you to use the same character that you used in the exception only this time uh we want you to choose a daedric weapon that's the opposite of the playstyle that you've been running with from that character, the exception, and uh, use it as your primary means of attack until the next challenge, uh, which will be issued uh, next week. Um, we've had some people uh, reply to us, like, you know, well, what about ESO? How do I do this in ESO? And um, yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, so, so with that, Zephan, 
What, what have you been doing with, with this challenge? So, well, I've been working on the, the exception challenge. So, you know, I mean, it's been a while since I've been on and everything, but, uh, yeah. you know, I've been working on it since it, it went out and it's, you know, I've got my character all the way up to max level in ESO. And is what I ended up doing was, um, something that, uh, you know, a couple friends of me have tried out and they really liked it and I've been thinking about it and just never got around to, but it's a heel tank. So I created a heel tank warden in ESO and uh, again, got, got her all the way up to max level and uh, I'm really, really happy with where it's going. Still need to equip her and get her all up to speed on that, but uh, I've been theory crafting quite a bit of stuff and it's looking really, really nice. Um, you know, I was I was kind of concerned that, oh, being a heal tank, essentially, you're the sole tank and healer of a four-man group, and then you have three DPSers with you. And so, it, really, the question is, like, well, my resistances aren't going to be as high, or I'm going to suffer on health, or magicka, you know, things like that. What's going to fall behind? Because you're not going to be able to get it up, you know, get those points up to where they need to be, you know? <laughs> You were just going to say you can't get it out. <laughs> yeah, but I remember Liz is in the chat. <laughs> you got to watch it when you say things like that. <laughs> got to be careful there. But but right right now, I'm I'm currently sitting at, at about 30,000 health and 30,000 Magicka. And it's a, a Magicka tank, so I'm, I'm fully tanking with a Frost Staff. So nice. it's when I block, it's actually taking Magicka instead of stamina when I'm blocking. So I don't have to worry about my stamina as much. Um, and my Magicka recovery right now is over 2,000. And I am capped out on my resistances for spell and physical resist. Damn. Yeah. So I was, I was able to, to get it to that point. And uh, as far as, you know, taking her for... Uh, uh, for a few dungeons and everything to see how everything's going, it's it's going really well. I actually did uh, DSA, Mike, um, and uh, Ray and Evil Goat, uh, and a heel tanked in there, um, and it, it's feeling really good. Great. See, this is this is why we call him the the strongest man in Tamriel, guys, because because stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Anything else? I have noticed, like, so many of our guildmates have decided, like, to start learning how to tank that I'm going to be out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Rob is there making a tank, and Tim is making a tank, and Zephyr's made, like, seven tanks, and... Well, you know, like, when I came over to ESO from, uh, like, World of Warcraft and, and Rift, I played a healer, because that's what I had always played before. And then I realized that, like, for some reason in ESO, they're rarely short on healers. Like, there's healers everywhere, and there's tanks everywhere. I'm like, okay, so I guess I can just play whatever I want. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. You know, I think part... I've noticed that myself, and, and I, I kind of think that part of the, uh, the thing there is that healers have a real active role in, in, in groups, that was always the big problem, I think, for, for healers and MMOs, was that, all right, so your role is important, but you're not, you're not attacking things, you know? You're just, you're just, at best, dodging, but mostly staying in one place and, and trying to chase other group members down so they can get, you know, heals. But if you're in, like, a 
real, you know, top guild, you don't even have to do that. Generally speaking, you're just kind of standing in one place and just hitting the same, you know, four sequences of buttons usually um, to uh, to heal. And in ESO, it's not like that. You know, you're you're running around, you're you're dodging things all the time. I mean, you're in the fight. Yeah, so, it is very active. It's you know, it's it's a lot more interesting. Yeah, you know, plus you have more options too. So you know, because of ESO's ability to uh, add in a lot of flavor of, of damage and tanking and and all kinds of stuff. You know, and there you're not just healing, just straight healing. You know, you're also expected to you know support and adding damage and. You know, I mean, there's even times, uh, you know, for instance, when we're running that DSA where we're having the heal, the healer tank, you know, on the last boss fight. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there there's a lot more that that healers can do instead of just sitting there and, and just healing, which I personally didn't have an issue with, but a lot of other people did. So, Mike, now now that, uh, you know, there's lots of people coming up uh, being tanks. Um, what are you thinking about doing? Are you going to stay the same? Or are you going to pivot? I've got so many different characters for different things and gear sets that, you know, like uh, if we need a healer, you know, Throngar can easily equip out to be a healer. Uh, I Warden is set up as a heal warden. Um, I've got a Stam DPS. I've actually got two different types of Stam DPS, and I've got uh, um, um, Sork. So, you know, not going to be short on, you know, what to do, but it's going to give people the chance to to try out different roles and, you know, get a feel for what, you know, they enjoy doing, which, you know, for many of them, default to DPS, but it may not be, you know, what they actually enjoy the most. So I'm actually looking forward to all of these new tanks coming in, and they're different types of tanks. Uh, like Evil Goat picked up, um, is it Tormentor and... Um, um, uh, is it Sheer Venom, I think, out of IPC? So pretty much he plays ping pong, that he runs around using the charging shield, and the the sets cause him to gather uh, taunt that way by using a shield bash of type of effect. Uh, so, you know, he's had a ton of fun with that, and it's a completely different tanking style. Zephin's heal tank there with a frost staff. You know, it's a magicka tank now. So there's there's a lot of different people doing a lot of different things. So it's kind of cool. Okay. Now, for our viewers, what are we doing? It looks like you're breaking into people's houses. Yeah, so uh, we mentioned it earlier in the top of the show uh, that we're going to be doing... Uh, we're playing um, the uh, we're playing Skyrim, but specifically the Missing in Action quest, which uh, took me a little while to sort of figure out, um, you know, where the, uh, the old lady is in, in Whiterun that gives you the quest initially. So... Um, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm at the step where I got to find proof of the old lady's. Uh oh, I'm getting arrested again. <laughs> I was just gonna say you just got out of jail and you're already back breaking into people's houses. Hey, you know that's what happens. <laughs> old habits die hard. It looks like. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Listen, I'm a nice, uh, I'm a nice guy. You know, I broke into this house and I stole a book. Making me a burglar, but you know what? I'm gonna tell these these guards. Hold on, buddy. I'm the Jarl's. Uh, I'm the Jarl's bud. You know what I'm saying? I'm the Thane around here, and maybe you want to go ahead and look the other way. 
And, you know, they're obliging me, so that's cool. I won't have to complain. And, uh, use my political privilege here to, uh, complain to the Jarl and have their heads chopped off. And you know what I'm doing? I'm walking out, <laughs> closing all the doors behind me. Alright, got the book. Now that you found proof. <laughs> I got proof. Good. Did you <laughs> have an investigator? <laughs> I did not have a warrant. I, I, didn't, I didn't see a warrant. <laughs> yeah, there was no warrant. See how important the Fourth <laughs> Amendment is, folks? <laughs> <laughs> Just breaks up. You know, leaves the gray main house and breaks into the their <laughs> rival's house. Rifles through their paperwork. I know. <laughs> um. So so Liz is um. Liz is uh is is heartily disagreeing with what we were saying in in uh in in the show about about healing. I know why she was. Why why was she so upset? I, I I'm looking at the chat room right now and I don't see an exact reason. I, I'm kind of guessing. That she's upset about what we were saying about healing being maybe an active thing. Maybe she doesn't feel like no, that. No, no, it's uh, she's she's mad because you, you got to remember she's also come from other MMOs and you know she feels that everybody should have their dedicated roles and that's what you do. So if you're a tank, you tank, and if you're a DPS, you DPS. You shouldn't be healing and all that kind of stuff because in other games if you're doing that then you're lowering your ability to tank or dps the healer's job is to heal don't go and take their job because the healers aren't going to go and take your job you know and so she wants her dedicated job to because it is important to have a healer and and absolutely now there are some fights you know for instance like my heal tank i'm not going to go in and do a trial with a heal tank not going to happen um, so, you know, if you're doing trials, it is still very, very important to have your dedicated healers. Right. Absolutely. What about the no role question. of sitting pretty? You know, I need three people to support my sitting pretty role. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> you're sitting pretty role. <laughs> oh God. You know, I mean, even when we do something like, um, like uh, AA, if you're doing AA on on the last boss fight, you need a dedicated healer just for the tank. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's all I want you to do is just sit here and heal him. Yep. And then the other healer has to heal everybody else. <laughs> I, it is very, very important still Nine for people have the healer. that healer. This one person has his own, his or her own healer. Don't cry. Get a potion. <laughs> well, um, I'm I'm. In regards to to uh, roles and whatnot, um, in in I, I agree with Liz on that. In 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 the way that um, you know, when I tank, I I like to you know that's my job. I'm gonna tank, and uh, when anyone else kind of you know moves in on on that while I'm tanking, I don't like it very much. It creates a very disorganized environment, um, especially with the way. Attacking is in in Elder Scrolls Online. It's very dynamic fight. Um, it's not like you're tab targeting over to the next mob, and uh, and they're you know they're standing there and you you, you can't you can tab target over to them and and get your game plan together. But oftentimes, what ends up happening is you just kind of run in and grab up who you can grab up and and when it's like that you know um and you've got a second tank in there it's it's hard for me with all the spell effects going on and the tight uh corridors 
you know, it's it's hard to kind of figure out, like, okay, did I lose that guy, or did he get taunted off of me by the other tank? Now, in a boss fight, and there's a there's a tank, main tank, off tank situation, you know, I have no issue with that specifically, but um, I, I like being the tank, you know, for lots of different reasons, and one of them is, is organization, and I can understand why, you know, anyone who's, you know, healing or, or doing DPS, well, maybe, maybe just healing, um, you know, would, would prefer to, you know, have this, you know, this is my job and I take pride in it and I, I want to do it. Um, so I, I get that. And I get that too from like Liz does older MMOs where that was the situation. And if you taunt taunted off the tank, chances are the group was going to wipe. Or if, you know, uh, the healer, the healer started doing DPS and wasn't, you know, doing enough heals the group was going to wipe, you know? <laughs> right. Which is, I mean, still the case in Trials. You know, if you're running yeah. Trials and you're fighting a boss and you, you know, drop your taunt for, you know, even even a second, he's going to turn in just one shot, one yeah. of the DPSers or one of the healers. You know, they can't, they can't take that kind of abuse. Um, but in, like, your four-man dungeons and everything, it's it's not as big of a deal. You know, it's it's really only for the trials that right. you you have to have those dedicated roles. And you know, when I do trials, I do have a couple tanks that are solely tanks. That's all they do. They they do crap for DPS and they don't heal at all. All they do is just tank. Yeah, and, and it's nice to know that you know, even though maybe it's not necessarily for me, it's nice to know that you know the, the game itself can be can be very uh, can be very active with with roles. So, um, all right, Mike. I, I don't know if we got uh, if we got any of your gameplay in. Oh my god, I've been doing so many different Elder Scrolls things. So I am now the Gray Fox, and uh, I went from uh, getting the uh, the guard captain reassigned all the way to Gray Fox, and I'm looking at the the Gray Fox mantle, and. I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I put it on right there in the middle of the the the, the, the Duchess's uh, hall room in Anvil, and all hell broke loose. Oh man, I can imagine. Because the guards are like, "Hey, you're wanted, dead or alive. I'd prefer dead." And it's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I'm like, "What the heck just happened?" And uh, so there's that I've, I've got the guard charging at me then he brings in another buddy and i'm like oh crap i am not about to sit here and slaughter all of anvil's guards just because i put on the hood Ex you know not really knowing exactly what it was going to do so i'm running and then i'm like okay i'll get away these bastards followed me halfway to kavach i had to <laughs> kill off half of anvil's guard population on the road to kavach wow <laughs> this is ridiculous <laughs> Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I'll just take off the hood, you know, because there's that entire thing of you take off, if you, you only have the bounty when you have the hood on. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'll just take off the hood, they'll go away. Oh, no, they were still pissed. Oh, no. So now I had a bounty with the hood and a bounty without the hood. Shit. <laughs> Great. Not good. Not good at all. How'd you end up? Yeah. I mean, how'd you end up with that one? Did they get you or, or were you able to escape? I was able to finally get away, but, you know, I had to kill a lot of the guards. I had to pay quite a hefty bounty. Um, to uh, my, my Doyen. And so the worst part is, is that the, one of the quests on the way to getting to this point, you have to go through this very elaborate underwater maze and through the tower and this, that, and the other thing. 
and you're supposed to, to steal this arrow. Well, there's all these mages with all these Atronachs in there and, and Daedra and stuff, and I kill off the one. All of a sudden, this thing ticks up that says that I've been expelled from the Mages Guild for killing a guild member. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. So now, you know, I may be the Gray Fox, but I have to now get back into the Mages Guild somehow to finish that quest line. Oh. And it's like 20 Vampire Salts and 20 Daedra Hearts. I'm like, oh my god, I've only got five of each in my inventory. So it's going to be a long time before I'm 20 back Vampire Hearts and 20 Daedra Salts? Uh, vampire Salts and Daedra Hearts, yeah. 20 each. Okay. Uh, I, I was going to say, like, I, that sounds a little... That sounds backwards, but okay. <laughs> yeah, 20 each, though, because it's, you know... Yeah. It's killed off a, a Mage's Guild member. It's like, oh, shh. Jeez. Ouch. Not cool. No. But I don't know how you'd get through the quest without killing him, because I have literally used up every potion in my inventory. Uh, you know, I was like getting creative ways of like trying to figure out how to to heal myself through the end of the fight. There may not be a way. I, I mean, you remember uh, in Morrowind, right? Morrowind was famous for you want to you want to join one faction, then that's the faction you're going to join, and there is no going over to any other faction, right, Zephyr? Yeah. Well, uh, yes and no. Okay. So there were exceptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been very leery to go and finish the Dark Brotherhood because I know what happens at the point in time in the quest where I'm at, and so it's it's such the heartbreaking part of that quest that I don't want to actually go through and finish it because I like my Dark Brotherhood family. So I think I'm going to go back and do the Fighter's Guild quest until I find enough uh, uh, ingredients to get back in good standing with the Mage's Guild. So not that they're not that they're much longer for this world, anyways, but at least I'd like to finish off that quest line. Right. And this is all being done on a PlayStation Three because uh, um, when I've tried to run it on the computer, I get to a certain point and just like the graphic or the physics gets wonky. Like I'll be you know slow mowing it through a town and then all of a sudden be like ping ponging off of walls. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna play this on the PlayStation, and it's actually been really enjoyable because it's very stable. You know, granted, there's no mods, but uh, you know, it's been running fine, and I'm enjoying you know finishing up stories that I haven't been able to finish in the past. So. Okay, that's good. Just uh, mm. you're getting a little uh, little that oblivion time in, right? Yeah. And then I've decided to pick up uh, the Dark Brotherhood expansion for uh, Legends and uh, participate in uh, some of the stuff on Legends. Uh, as you know, anybody who watches. Uh, any streamer who's streaming Legends, they get a potential of picking up an eyedrop. And it's a, a promotion with Bethesda that um, they will uh, look at like who's you know watching and there's a percentage chance and it's random. And you can get 600 gold pieces, you can get um, a certain amount of uh, soul gems, you can get a legendary pack or a legendary card drop. So I've managed to get like all of the new... Uh, Heroes of Skyrim card packs, uh, huge amount of gold. So I was able to uh, participate in uh, the Chaos Arena this past weekend. So I've actually been learning a lot. As I said, I made a, a neutered werewolf deck that uh, pretty much makes it so that your enemy can't attack you, but is stuck with all these cards on the board. 
<laughs> so you've been having yeah, fun with Legends? Yeah, it's been pretty cool. I'm not good at it, you know, but uh, yeah, I play for a couple times a day. My daughter started re- doing the replay of the original stuff. She uh, likes some of the cards, so she's having fun. I kind of, I kind of think that that's sort of how people get into collectible card games. Is is that you know they they take a look at at a lot of the artwork and they they you know they they kind of get into it and then they start you know wandering around on the card there and looking at oh look what does this do what does that do and then you know someone usually explains it to them and then the game usually inevitably follows that out. Well, I think you know like sometimes you need an incentive and this eyedrop program has been an amazing incentive to actually make me like stop and be like hey let me actually see what this is about you right. know. And I almost wish that Zoss would get on the same boat and be like, "Hey, if you're, you know, if you watch people streaming ESO, that you know, you have a chance of an eye drop of maybe, you know, some gold or some uh, some consumables or you know, some crown gems or something like that, you know, uh, because if you look at the numbers, it, it's almost three to one people that are watching uh, Legends versus people that are watching ESO." And a lot of it has to do with the eyedrop system. You think so? I I, I don't know. I, I tend to think that 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 uh, collectible card games just pull in a, a more uh, more of a audience base anyway. You're breaking up there, Byron. Hold on. Yeah, sorry. I I, I, don't I, know I think it's hear- the dragon. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the dragon is screwing up my audio right now. Can you hear me? <laughs> Those dragons. Yeah. So OBS and. Uh, uh, the fight music and stuff do not go well together sometimes when Avaron gets into these big fights when we're streaming. And uh, he gets really choppy in terms of what the host can hear. The podcast hears it fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, how about now? Okay. Yeah, a little better. I had to, I muted the uh, the the sound for now. <laughs> um, you can still hear me, right? Yeah, I can mm-hmm. hear you. Okay. All right. Good. Um, so I tend to think that 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 people uh, like watching collectible card games um, a little bit more than than actually like MMOs getting streamed, simply because of the 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 PvP nature of them. Like people are into watching the competition happen um, a lot. So oh. I think that's that's a that's probably a big part of it. I, I I don't think it would it would probably be as successful this this program that that they're running on Legends. I don't think it would be as successful uh, if ES, if ESO were to do the same thing. It's it's an interesting experiment though. I think uh, I, yeah, I agree. To, to see if you know the the eyedrop system is influencing the number of people watching at any given time. Right. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's you know I like the 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 reward possibility of watching somebody you know do what they're doing for myself. It, it almost makes it like you know being part of the game type of thing. Not right. only do I learn a little bit, but you know it's there's the potential that I'm going to get a card. Yeah, you might get a little something out of it. Yeah. All right. Um, what what I'd like to what I'd like to throw out there for for some of my gameplay is um, that uh, my my main DPS character uh, Marlowe has has become a member of the Dark Brotherhood <laughs> in uh, in Elder Scrolls Online, and um, 
I've been um, I've been enjoying that very much because the the idea behind this is is not that Marlowe is going to be a uh, a terrible assassin, um, but that he is he is actually going to be a uh, a spy and and a um uh, a, a, a spy and an assassin for for King Emmerich is sort of the role play going on in in my head with this. So um, even though he's he's spending time with the Dark Brotherhood, uh, he may or may not disagree with a lot of things that that are that are being done. But uh, for him, at the uh, the end stage here is he's going to uh, he's going to end up being a spy for for King Emmerich with a very colored past with the Dark Brotherhood. So that's the role play going on with him. Um, I've got another character that uh, is in the Dark Brotherhood as well, and uh, she's just she's just a a, a nasty piece of work so <laughs> she loves all the she's she loves all the killing and, and she's just a bloodthirsty fiend so she loves all the killing but so it's it's it, i'm playing it very differently and I'm, I'm watching out for moments where i i can make a better decision versus another one um for example the first the first quest in order to get into the dark brotherhood is you've got to go into the gold coast area and uh kill uh an innocent how do you justify that one? I remember being in chat room when you were talking about this and you were like fretting over every single person that would highlight. Yeah. No, they look too nice. No, that one's, you know, like you just do. <laughs> you just kill Ohio. <laughs> you know what? He ended it's... up killing a Bosmer. <laughs> what? He said he looked shifty. <laughs> what? They all look shifty. They're small. <laughs> well, I found the, the only, uh, the only NPC that actually was using the um assassin's personality so mm -hmm. I, I thought to myself well if i'm going to kill quote an innocent how about this person who who is going to count who's also technically from what i can tell an assassin then he's not an innocent is he i don't think so but hey the game said it was fine <laughs> so i did it <laughs> yeah you don't judge a book by the cover no, kill an Altmer. no, you, you you don't. But uh, I I think that's counterintuitive what you just said. So <laughs> I don't know. After we're done with today's history, you might be thinking the same thing that he is. But but the <laughs> but the 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 Altmer and the Thalmor are not one and the same. No, no, they're not. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, not not every 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 Thalmor is an Altmer, but not every Altmer, uh, not every not every Altmer is a is a Thalmor. And uh, and and let's uh, let's let's break away and have Mike explain this to us in the history of. Well, I wish I had wrote down what Valen had said in chat earlier this week when we were talking about this, and I was coming up with notes because we were talking about you know how the Thalmor have evolved over the years, and of course I'm going to get a train. So hold on. Uh oh. All right. So um, Zephin. Yes. While while there's a train barreling on through over there with with Mike, let's uh, let's call out real quick our first sponsor of the day, which is Tweaked Audio. Tweaked Audio. Tweaked Audio. <laughs> TweakedAudio.com. <laughs> hey, Zephyr, let me ask you a question. If if I were to tell you that there's a there's a company out there, right, that that uh -huh. is going to sell you a superior uh, a superior uh, pair of earbuds, would you be interested? You know what I think I might be. Oh, well, if I, I told you, I might be. what makes that thing superior would be that uh, it it has better sound quality and and better sound clarity. 
uh, and and uh, that they're extremely durable. Wouldn't you say those are superior qualities? Yeah, but it's got to cost a fortune. Well, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, you're right. It would cost a fortune, right? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. How much are you spending on your earbuds right now? I think on uh, my last pair, I spent about a hundred bucks. Really? Yeah. Like you're not <laughs> seriously. Like you're not joking, right? Like seriously, yeah. Seriously, yeah. I got a pair of Iron Man's. Hundred bucks. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, you've been listening to our shows for a long time, man. What the? <laughs> Are you literally? You know this information. <laughs> <laughs> I've had these earbuds for a very long time. <laughs> well, I would hope so. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If I <laughs> but, but 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 I have I have always said since I've been listening to the show. Once I found out because apparently you weren't around when I bought these, that if these ever died, uh huh. If these ever died, <laughs> <laughs> you might you might go for tweet we audio a hundred years ago. Don't let them fool you, Marwin. <laughs> <laughs> They're original Edison's. <laughs> I was just going. <laughs> I was just going to say, did uh, was that was that the original earbuds that Edison used to re to record? Uh, <laughs> Mary had a little lamb on the first phonograph. <laughs> but wow. you know, you know, I would I would think that if I wanted the same quality as these, I'd have to go out and drop another hundred dollars. Is would I be correct in that? No. Let me tell you something. Mm, that is not the case. <laughs> Over at tweakedaudio.com, you're gonna you're gonna get an amazing pair of earbuds. Fantastic clarity, extremely durable, wonderful clarity for about twenty-five to thirty dollars. Oh my god, you've gotta be I am, editing. That's that's pooping like, me. I am not pooping you at all, my friend. Not pooping you at all. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll uh, we'll 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 rein this in, guys. Um, look, everyone knows this information. We've been shouting them out for a long time. Fact is, is it's a great it's a great product, and uh, you're going to get them for about twenty five thirty dollars, and they're sent to your house for free when you do order them on tweakedaudio.com, which is great savings already if you live out of out of the United States because uh, they're they're a United States based company, and uh, if they ship overseas, as a person who may be overseas, you're going to incur a lot of cost with the shipping. Um, you don't have to worry about that with Tweaked Audio because they have worldwide free shipping. Uh, great, like I said, extremely uh, superior product compared to probably what you're already using as far as earbuds go. And we'll save you an additional 30% off on your entire order with our code off the record. That's uh, all one word, off the record. Put that in at checkout at Tweaked Audio. <laughs> dot com I'm getting little poop emojis from Mike <laughs> on our cell phone. Okay, so uh, please visit our sponsor tweakedaudio.com folks and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy your uh, your wonderful earbuds uh, that are a hell of a lot less than a hundred dollars that uh, that Zephan spent. Um, Mike, are you there? We've all made yeah, mistakes, here. okay? <laughs> <laughs> We've all had problems. <laughs> Um, please, without any further ado, the, the history of. Yes. So if you could go back in time and kill Hitler, you know, would you, you know, that was the question we were talking, we were having <laughs> in, in chat one day. And so then it became, well, you know, okay, let's say you couldn't kill Hitler, but could, if you could kill his father or his mother, you know, that would stop him from being born, stop all of them. Would you do it? 
But, you know, ESO gives us a unique thing here is that, you know, we all hate the Thalmor and we're going to see some of the evil that they do and we're going to read about it. But in ESO, you get to go back hundreds and hundreds of years and the Thalmor are there and they're not quite the Thalmor that we're used to seeing in Skyrim. But you can see some of the seeds of evil have been planted and are blossoming in these people. So an outdated Dominion broadsheet is the first book. Good citizen of Canarthi's Roost. You've doubtless noted the presence of Thalmor representatives, all in capital letters, on your fair island. These Aldmeri Dominion, all capital letters, deputies herald your bright future. Rejoice for the, mes- the majestic gold fleet. Pride of the Dominion Navy shall soon arrive at the free port of Minstrel for protracted revictualating. Innkeepers, empty your beds. Merchants, triple your stalls. Numerous Dominion soldiers will have gold to spend on their extended shore leave. Prosperity, security, unity. If that is not propaganda, I don't know what is. So then, the next one you run into is the Regarding the Fists of the Thalmor. From Canon Reeves Falduli. Fal... Fal... Thalmor fisting! Yes. What? <laughs> for the Thalmor eyes only, for your eyes only, Bond. James Bond. <laughs> okay. <laughs> your sapiens. In retrospect, I am of the opinion that tilting a paramilitary union, unit, the fists of the Thalmor, has been an error of nomenclature. Although accurate as to the function of said unit, the local vernacular, the title has been shortened to supply simply Thalmor, which inaccurately conflates our diplomatic corps with the Dominion military. Therefore, inasmuch as the FIS, in pursuit of their enforcement duties, may occasionally exert more force than some might think necessary, this taints the Thalmor, with a perception that our agents are heavy-handed thugs. Needless to say, this doesn't help with negotiating for aid from local indignities. In future, I think we would be wise to return to referring to our enforcement units as judicators, even if it does make our Khajiiti citizens disinclined to join because it sounds so stuffy. Yours in diplomacy, Canon Reeve Faldi. So we can see, you know, that there's stuff that's starting to brew a little bit under the surface. The Thalmor covert operations and propaganda. And it's about to bloom into full-on nastiness. Oh, yeah. Uh, So as we know, that uh, there's been a number of Aldmeri Dominions. The first one being an ESO um, under Iren bringing together the Khajiiti, the Basmeri, and the Aldmeri uh, people. Then we have a second one uh, during the uh, Third Era. And then we have the third Aldmeri Dominion and the Thalmor that we see in Skyrim. And we get this book, A Rising Threat. The following is account of Lanthil of Sunhold, an Altmer refugee of Somerset Isle who came to Cyrodiil in the early years of the Fourth Era. According to Lanthil, he did not flee the aftermath of the Oblivion Crisis in Somerset. Rather, he fled the darkening shadow of the Thalmor upon his beloved homeland. 
Lanithel had a very intense presence, to put it politely, and some of his accusations of Thalmor involvement border on madness. This may be why his fervent warnings and outspoken criticisms of the Thalmor and the Aldmeri Dominion went unheeded, but history has at least partially vindicated his claims. What happened after the crystal-like law fell in a daze? It was as if my mind simply stopped. Instinct took over, took over as my every thought sank into a black abyss of despair. Time lost all meaning, and to this day I know not how long I was in this state. Eventually, a conscious thought managed to break my fuge. The Daedra cord had vanished, gone as suddenly as they had come. Before my numb mind could comprehend the tumult that consumed my beloved Somerset Isle, before I could formulate the question, how? They were there, dripping honeyed poison in our ears, the Thalmor. They were the ones that had saved us, they claimed, working deep in subtle magics. It was their efforts, their sacrifices, that delivered the Altmer from extinction. Oh, what fools we were. We wanted so desperately someone to thank for ending our tribulations. We lavished it upon the first to step up and claim the glory. With that simple act of gratitude, we allowed a vile rot to seep into our homeland, to putrefy our once noble and distinguished civilization. It was months before I began to suspect the error we had made. Small twinges of unease would vex me. But each one alone was easy enough to disregard and push aside. The exile of great seer mage Rinaldor, the bold, was the final doubt that I could not ignore. The Thalmor besmirched his name when he had the audacity to publicly doubt and question their role in ending the Oblivion Crisis on Somerset. Rinaldor made the mistake of ignoring the consensus gentium, trusting instead to logic and facts. The shrewdness of the Thalmor, however, was not such to allow something as trivial as the truth stand in their way. As soon as they shifted the collective opinion ever so slightly against him, they had him sequestered and intensified their efforts to tarnish his reputation. Unable to mount any sort of defense to the Thalmor's attacks, Renardor was quickly denounced an exile. Rising Threat Volume 3 Ever so cautiously, I formed a cabal, made up of others who distrusted the motives and methods of the Thalmor. Over several months, I liquidated my ancestral holdings and took whatever inheritance I could without rising any suspicion. I would follow after Renador and help him restore the reputation and status. He would then return to the to best the Thalmor at their own game and win back the mores and morale of the Altmer. The rest of my cabal would stay on Somerset Isle and win the trust of the Thalmor on whatever level best suited each of them, sending clandestine missives to me when possible. After weeks of painstaking investigation and exorbitant bribes, bribes I had learned that Ronaldor had placed was placed on a ship to Anvil. I booked my own passage to Anvil and, and my search almost ended there, for he had never arrived in Anvil Harbor. My instincts that Renador met a dubious end was confirmed when I sought out several of the deckhands who were reported to be aboard his vessel. 
all died under mysterious and violent circumstances. The first of many attempts on my life occurred soon after. Needless to say, I survived. But my grand plan to stymie the Thalmor fell ap apart without an esteemed leader to rally behind. I went into hiding, waiting anxiously for the word of the Thalmor's activity back on Somerset Isles. Over the following years, I tried to bend the ear of the Empire through various avenues to warn them of the Thalmor's doing. The Empire, however, was having enough troubles dealing with the aftermath of the Oblivion Crisis within its own borders without seeking trouble from faraway Somerset. With the assassination of Emperor Uriel the Septum VII and his heirs, and the self-sacrifice of Martin Septum, the true savior of Somerset and the rest of Tamriel, the Emperor, Empire's leadership was defunct. From Volume 4. While Morrowind and the Imperial forces in Blackmarsh were still reeling from the consecutive catastrophes of the Oblivion Crisis and the destruction of Ardenfell, the Thalmor incited the Argonians to mount a massive uprising. Blackmarsh and Southern Morrowind were completely lost to the Argonians, but luckily the Thalmor too lost what influence they had over the Reptilians. All the while, the Thalmor consolidated their hold over my beloved homeland. It took almost a decade before my own machinations put me in contact with Ochato. He seemed more interested than most in what I had to say about the Thalmor. Maybe because he himself was an Altmer and recognized the threat they represented. It wasn't long before the Thalmor had Ochato assassinated. And the Empire submerged in its mayhem, the Thalmor were quick to act. They overthrew the rightful kings and queens of the Altmer. I remember the revulsion and horror that took hold when word reached me that his dementia had gripped my homeland. Once so proud and majestic, many of our great race actually embraced this insanity. Then the first of many pogroms descended from Somerset Isle. They slaughtered any who were not of the blood of the Aldmer. A fine excuse to purge the dissidents as well. The Thalmor have never been ones to waste such an opportunity. Again, the Thalmor remained a step ahead. Before my efforts could come to fruition, the Thalmor struck another coup this time in Valenwood. The Empire was not prepared for the Thalmor's subterfuge and stratagem. There were those who claimed that combined Altmer and Bosmer forces greatly outmatched the Empire, but this is a farce. In short, Savage Campaign was, was won by the Thalmor even before First Blood was drawn. They waited and watched their enemies. They chose when, where and when they would attack. The Thalmor were able to to bring the full fury of their small contingent of Altmer and Bosmer to any of several imperial strongholds. Contrary to the posture of the Empire, Empire's generals, the Thalmor did not command greater numbers. They had better spies and greater mobility and knew how best to use them. This is the menace of the, Thal the Thalmor represent. They are cruel and merciless, but they are no fools. They are devious and subtle, and very patient. In one fell stroke, the Thalmor took a strategic foothold on the mainland of Tamriel and prevented any significant attempt the Empire could have to invade Somerset Isle and oppose the, the tyranny of the Thalmor. At the same time, they took a better vantage to continue the watch the Empire and wait. In so doing, they also revived the Aldmeri Dominion with their alliance with the Bosmer of Valenwood. 
Over the decades, the Thalmor have grown quiet. But this is not the end. It has only just begun. They merely consolidate their power and tighten their grips on the hearts and minds of the Altmer. The Empire may wish to forget the wounds of its pride has suffered at the hands of the Thalmor, but they are still out there, plotting, watching, waiting. While the Empire is content to secure inconsequential corners of its vast holdings, the threat of the Thalmor continues to rise. Not since potentate Ocello has anyone in the Empire listened to me. I beseech any and all citizens of this renowned Empire to heed my words. The Thalmor must be stopped before it is too late. So, that's the wow. Rising Threat series. Uh, a uh, former member of Somerset Isles' uh, biography, I guess you'd call it, of his time on the Somerset and then leaving to live on mainland Tamriel to warn its citizens. Wow. See, this is this is what I was talking about. This is the reason why I, I hate the Thalmor so much. And I, I dislike the Altmer, but I don't hate them. Um, because the, the Thalmor is, they, they are, they, they absolutely are the, you know, tiny little group that's poisoning, po poisoning the well, so to speak. Um, yeah. you know, they, they really are, you know, I mean, yes, of course, uh, you know, Altmer are obnoxious. Um, and, and, and no one really likes that. Okay. They, 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 they talk down to you in game. Um, they, they think they're better than you. And, you know, they're, you could argue one way or the other that maybe they actually are. Um, I don't know. They, there, is, there is something in the lore that, that says that, you know, <clears throat> um, they might actually be, you know, the, the actual superior race in Tamriel. But, but that's, a, that's an Altmer-held truth. And uh, not many other races sort of are aware of the reasons as to why they actually you know, empirically believe that. That aside, okay, yes, the Altner people themselves are Zionists. They they do actually believe that they're better than everyone else. Unfortunately, um they they're 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 not uh they're they're kind of being held uh hostage in a way from a very small group within their government, the Thalmor, that are are just absolute um despots and and fascists and it's it's uh you know it's it's, it's terrible even the old, even the altmer themselves say like they 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 hate the the thalmor and this is one case in particular um between oblivion and skyrim the 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 rise of the uh, the thalmor uh growing in influence and power you've got one guy here who's kind of scratching his head he's like these guys are dangerous these guys are really and, you know you, you can excuse one thing you can excuse another thing. You can ex excuse a tiny third thing. But after a while, you kind of you sit back. And you're like, wait a second. What's happening around me? What is this? Well, it's, it's really interesting when you think about what was just presented in the story and what we see in ESO. So in ESO, the, you know, spoilers, it's only a couple of years old now. Ah. Uh, yeah, the Old Mary Dominion quest line, uh, you end up dealing with what's called the Veiled Heritance. And a lot of the, the subplot through the Veiled Heritage, you end up dealing with a lot of infiltration into members of the Thalmor and, and some nasty stuff that they're doing to uh, people in the, the college quest line there. Um, you know, beating up the Khajiits and the Wood Elves for to, you know, submission. 
and, and a lot of stuff of, you know, talk of overthrow of the rightful government um, to supplant it with, you know, the, the puppets or the people that they would like to have in charge. And as the hero, you end up defending, uh, you know, Queen Irene and putting a stop to a lot of that kind of stuff. When you read through this story, you find out that in the the fourth era here, that, uh, you know, or third era going into fourth era, that uh, the Thalmor actually succeed at this point in time in overthrowing the rightful Aldmeri government. They, they overthrow the king and queen of Somerset and, uh, you know, rule unopposed throughout the Isles and get rid of any other people that would give any kind of problems, such as, you know, the main character's uh, mentor there from the Crystal Tower, that, yeah. um, you know, you're, you know you get, they get rid of those kind of people. It's so very, that there is no uh, competition. It, it's very interesting to see, um, to, to see this happen in, in Elder Scrolls. It's very interesting to see that happen when, you know, there's, um, a small, you know, sect within, within a government that goes outside of the government's, you know, gu- guidelines here in, in the Aldmeri Dominion in order to, to, you know, depose the rightful rulers of, of that, um, of the, the, Al, you know, the Aldmeri. It's very interesting to see that. And, you know, um, I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, and then on top of it, like you see that once they, they go around their own government and depose their own rulers, they place themselves right on top of that system and, and subject the other people to, you know, whatever, whatever it is that, that the Thalmor believe. And, um, it's brilliantly written and, um, I'm surprised that they haven't made as much of a big deal as this actually is in Skyrim. Um, I feel like they could have added a little bit more than just, you know, some lore books here and there that sort of explain all of this, but you know, that, that is a, that is Bethesda's way, I suppose. Well, I think that part of it is, is the quest that you're on that, you know, you have a, a family who is a dissident family who uh, in order to cow them, they pretty much have, you know, abducted, not their child, but, you know, because it's not like one of the little kid models, but, you know, a younger member of the family and imprisoned him and are going to torture him, uh, you know, to get their way. Um, yeah, then you run into the Thieves Guild, you run into what they're doing there uh, when you have to break into the Thalmor Embassy. Um as part of the main dragon line quest, we find out that they've killed off all of the emperor's bodyguards, the blades, uh, because they find them as a, a threat uh, to their the, way of living. That's like the first, probably the most, the first, most, com- most commonly, probably the first indication that, that people have that the, the Thalmor in Skyrim are almost a greater threat than Alduin. Yeah. Zephyr, what do you have them- on this? When you walk through the the area, you're gonna you find them, you know, parading Nord prisoners throughout the land. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, Zephan, what what you have any thoughts on this before Mike finishes up? Well, yeah, I mean the the thing that a lot of people seem to forget about the Thalmor is um, their dirty buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have Cottonelle in their house. Huh? <laughs> It's just all the whole the whole bit of them, just just dirty, dirty, dirty buttholes, dirty, nasty, 
Okay. Yeah. Just <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't tell in the game, but they smell really bad. Yeah. I. I you it's, know what? Uh, I've you made put stink lines in the game. There, there's a couple of uh, there, there's a couple of Altmer I've made in the game, and I, they look so awful that you could. Pro- I feel like you could smell them through the monitor. Mm. Um. Okay. Uh, Mike, uh, the Great War. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll just let you sit with that for a minute. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the the Great War, Mike. Is that is that what we're on to next? Yeah. Yeah. Justinius Quintus, like <laughs> a concise account of the Great War between the Empire and the Aldmeri Dominion. Much of what is written in this book is pieced together from documents captured from the enemy during the war, interrogation of prisoners, eyewitness accounts of surviving soldiers and imperial officers. I myself commanded the 10th Legion in Hammerfeld and Cyrodiil until I was wounded in 175 during the assault on the Imperial City. That said, the full truth of some events may never be known. I have done my best to fill in the gaps with educated conjectures based on my experiences as well as hard-earned knowledge of the enemy. The rise of the Thalmor. Although it is not known, Somerset Isles suffered from the Oblivion Crisis as much as Cyrodiil did. The elves made war upon the Oblivion invaders, occasionally even crossing over to close down Oblivion gates. As a nation, they had more success than Cyrodiil did, although the limitless Daedric Horde made the outcome a foregone conclusion. The Thalmor had always been a powerful faction within Somerset, but had also always been a minority voice. During the crisis, the Crystal Tower was forced to give the Thalmor great power and authority. Their efforts almost certainly saved Somerset Isle from being overrun. They capitalized on their success to seize total control in 4th Era 22. They renamed the nation Eleanor, which harkened back to an earlier age before the ancestry of man. Most people outside the Aldmeri Dominion still called it Somerset Isles, either out of peevish, peevishness or ignorance. In 4th Era 29, the government of Valenwood was overthrown by Thalmor collaborators, and a union with Alinor was proclaimed. It appears that Thalmor agents had formed close ties with certain Bosmeri factions even before the Oblivion Crisis. The Empire and its Bosmer allies, caught completely off guard, were quickly defeated by such better prepared Altmer forces that invaded Valenwood on the heels of the coup. Thus was the Aldmeri Dominion reborn. Shortly afterwards, the Aldmeri Dominion severed all contacts with the Empire. For 70 years, they were silent. Most scholars believed that there was some sort of internal strife in Alinor, but very little is known of the factional struggles that went on inside the Dominion while the Thalmor consolidated its powers in Somerset and Valenwood. In 4th Era 98, the two moons, Masser and Secunda, vanished. Within most of the Empire, this was viewed with trepidation and fear. And elsewhere, it was far worse. Culturally, the moons, which are much more influential to the Khajiit. After two years of the Void Knights, the moons returned. The Thalmor announced that they had restored the moons, using previously unknown dawn magics. That's not true. This one thinks they're full of it. (laughs) It might be true. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) But it's unclear if they are truly restored the moons or just took advantage of the foreknowledge that they would return. Regardless of the truth of the matter, the Khajiit credited the Thalmors as their savior. 
Within 15 years, the imperial influence on elsewhere had so diminished that the Empire was unable to respond effectively to the coup of 4th era 115, which dissolved the elsewhere confederacy and recreated the ancient kingdom of Aquina and Palantine as client states to the Aldmeri Dominion. Once more, the Empire failed to stop the advance of the Thalmor power. When Titus Mede II ascended to the throne in 4th era 168, he inherited a weakened empire. The glory of the days of the Septums were a distant memory. Valenwood and elsewhere were gone, ceded to the Thalmor enemy. Blackmarsh had been lost to imperial rule since the aftermath of the Oblivion Crisis. Morrowind had never fully recovered after the eruption of Mount Valenfardenfell. Hammerfell was plagued by infighting between crowns and forebearers. Only High Rock, Cyrodiil, and Skyrim remained prosperous and peaceful. Emperor Titus Mede had only a few short years to consolidate his rule before his leadership was put to the ultimate test. So we can see how, you know, they rose and some of the, the you know, the stuff that happened. You know, the, the taking of, or the claiming that they brought back the moons. Uh... The coup within Valenwood. All kinds of, you know, little little things that uh, went into making the Aldmeri Dominion what it is with the Thalmor at its head. It, uh, I'm glad after all that terrible stuff you said about the Thalmor, it finally shows that they're they're good people too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Um... Look, Mike, amazing. Just amazing. Uh, an amazing job today. You do a great job, as always, but today you, uh, I, I think in some way you sort of one-upped yourself. Um, just great information all around. Uh, closing thoughts on this with, uh, with Mike and then Zephan. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I've noticed over the last two weeks of talking about the Altmeri people, the Altmer, and uh, the Thalmor, there are not a ton of books on this subject. Which leads me to reinforce the idea that even though ESO is on uh, one of the Somerset Isles, that we're going to see something in ES6 that really helps flesh out the culture of the elven people of the Somerset Isles. Uh, whether you're a freedom fighter trying to get rid of the Thalmor. Oh, yes, yes, so, yes! Whatever the case might be. Yes! It's such scant yeah! pickings, and most of it is through the imperial lens uh, and the imperial libraries. Uh, things like this Legate report and little things, you know. So, yeah, this makes twice now where it it's been slim pickings for books. I, I'd be in full support of uh, you know a, a Thalmor freedom fighting sort of sort of a thing. I'd, I'd be in support. I'd support that. Now, now, would there be a choice? You could fight with them or against them? Well, I think, you know, if you're a Bosmer, you could fight against them or eat them. <laughs> yes! Yeah! <laughs> Bar- barbecued Thalmor. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd absolutely love that. I, I think that would, be, that would be absolutely great. I really would. Um, God, that oof. I still think that we're going to see it. It's going to be like a black screen. It's going to just say Dominion. It's going to be the title. Yes. I, 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 
I agree. I've been I've been saying that for years that I think the uh, the next the next installment in Elder Scrolls Six is going to be very much like that. Um, and and I I think I think they're they're going to develop it for for VR uh, with a uh, non VR addition to it as well. I think that's that's a lot of what's going on here. So you could eat them in virtual reality. Absolutely, yeah. So you kill them, and then you bend down, and then you're, you're like you're using the motion controls to like pick up parts of their body and just like pull it <laughs> up to your face. And you're like, I'm nom nom nom. And you actually have to say like the, with the PlayStation camera, you have to go, I'm nom nom. And then it, it like you know misreads it and like, oh okay, we'll take a picture of you. Like, no, I didn't. No, I said I'm nom nom. And then someone comes in the room. I like, want to play it on PC. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> So, uh, I, I do too. I do too. Uh, Zephan, what about you? What, uh, some of this stuff, um, Old Mary got a, got a rough rap. I think so. That's, that's my thoughts on it. Old Mary got a bad rap. They, did. I mean, they, they got a bad group in there. Yep. That spread a lot of propaganda. Yep. And, and gave all of the high elves a really bad name. Yeah. I and mean, is that the soap? Cause they all smell like dirty buttholes according to you. Well, <laughs> the Thalmor smell like dirty buttholes. I'll leave it to you guys to figure out why just the Thalmor smell like dirty buttholes. Well, probably but, after a long day of book burning, they probably don't believe in a shower. Uh, maybe. That might maybe. be it. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I honestly, I do feel that Eldamary got a bad rep because of the Thalmor. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, that's not the first time something like that has happened um where a, a bad group takes over a government and uh gives that entire race a bad rap not the first time at all happens many 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 times in history absolutely well uh speaking of throwing things out there um if you're catching i'm tossing the fast question of the week So uh, we'll just go ahead and do that then. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so um, okay, we'll go we'll go Mike and then Zephan on this uh, fast question of the week, guys. What goes into your decision to make or not make a high elf? Is it purely aesthetic? Is it racial bonuses, or is it lore? such as how they act in-game, or maybe uh, a deeper knowledge of them that you have from books, or maybe your experiences with how they've treated you in-game, etc., etc. Things like that. That's what I mean by lore. Also, when considering, I'd like to ask, I'd like, to, I'd like for you to tell me um, the game that you would be facing this decision in. Mike. Okay, so... I'm going to give you a little story as part of my fast question. All right. My first character was a high elf. I had come to Skyrim on the PlayStation. I didn't know anything about the lore. Yeah, I was a complete noob at the time. And I'm looking at it going, oh, that extra magicka looks really, really nice. And I got the magicka. I made my first character, played, yeah, I think I was like level like, 98 or something by the time I finish playing this character because I'm a completionist. And after that, I never made another high elf ever again until ESO when my daughter decided that she was going to make a character and 
she wanted to make an elf because we just got done watching Lord of the Rings and she thought that elves were cool and that all elves must be like Lord of the Ring elves. So she wanted to make an elf. So that's the only other high elf character I've ever had in my uh, game files. You didn't try and convince her? Like, oh, you don't want to make No, I was not about to, you know, try and go through that entire, like, diatribe of why they're <laughs> so so bad. Um, I've had tons of wood elves, dark elves, you know, Khajiit, Nords, Imperials, but only those two high elves. And the first one was because of the, the uh, racial bonuses, because they have some really good racial bonuses. And the second one is because my... You know, daughter didn't know any better and pretty much came to it the same way that I did that. Hey, it's an elf. <laughs> right. All right. But I don't make them because I, you know, you know, it, it's very hard with the way that Thalmor portray and dirty the rest of the Aldmer to, to say, yeah, I'm going to make a high elf. Well, uh, does does that does that change for you now? Um, now that now that you know you know that that you know a lot of what we associate. Look, listen, I, I will go back to what I said earlier. Okay, personally, as a culture, I don't really like them. Uh, they're they're obnoxious people. Yeah, they are Zionists. They are. They absolutely are. They, there is no excusing that. There's no getting around it. Okay, they are an insular, exclus- exclusionary group. They don't like anyone coming in. I'm not going to go as far as to say that they're racists, but right, racism does appear in, in thinking like that. So I can't knock it either. I can't say that it doesn't exist in their culture either. So they are not a, a, a race or a culture to be coddled and be loved. However, that being said, I think to be lot- fair, pretty much all the races in Tamriel are racist. <laughs> they are. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So... Nothing new there. However, I think a lot of the things that we attribute uh, to the Thalm- uh, to the Altmer come from the Thalmor, that that really radical, contingent, in- fascist organization within their government, bent on complete, uh, a- a- I wouldn't say annihilation, but complete dominion over all of Tamriel, and then where Lord knows where it goes from there. I, I would say the closest thing to the Nazis that you've got in Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Without it being a Wolfenstein game. So, I mean, Mike, does that change things for you? See, you know, the, the problem is, is that I try and sympathize with the Altmer because when you think about it, the, the Altmer and, and many of the elven races in Tamriel, while they're not immortal like Tolkien elves, they are still incredibly long-lived. And, you know, two, three, four times as long as the average human, according to, to the lore. Uh, so you can understand why, you know, they look down on humans that, you know, many of them, you know, they're as old as some generations of humans and have spent decades, you know, refining their craft. And so when you have these people making armor, weapons, buildings, they're, they're truly artisans, uh, you know, that are masters of their craft that have been applying their craft for, for centuries and so it's understandable when they look down on, you know, the works of humanity sometimes because they've been doing what they're doing for generation for generations of humans as a single living being. But the Thalmor just do so, so much to leave a bad taste in your mouth that it's it's very hard to to not lump them all together as a arrogant bastards and b, you know, this horrible 
you know, fascist state that is, is bent on killing everybody who's not them and anybody who doesn't think like them. Well, they are arrogant and, bastards. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. Know, with all of that, I, look, it, having the knowledge is the knowledge, okay? It's just having a piece of information does not necessarily uh, mean that you're going to act uh, as as an arrogant bastard or as a humble person. But they could choose to act humbly. <laughs> you know, they could say, hey, you know what, Nords? You know, um, I, I, I see what you did. It looks really good. I really kind of like it. Uh, you make some it, good meat. It, right. <laughs> you, you do a lot of good things. However, if you're interested, I think we might have a few a few tips to help you out. Uh, make make that make that axe a little bit sharper if you're interested, and we'll leave it up to you. If 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 not interested, totally cool. We're here if you need us. They could do that, but instead they're like, oh, you know what? You 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 Nordic thugs are all the same. A bunch of drunken brigands whose children roll on the ground. You can't even make an axe. You call that an axe? It's a it's a it's a metallic stump that you found in the ground. You happen to fashion it. I'm surprised you got opposable thumbs, you you, you knuckle dragon uh, beer drinking <laughs> ape. Like that's how they act. like they're annoying. You know, no one likes that. <laughs> you know, so they they definitely are. I I I can, but I also like I said earlier. You know, I don't want to be long winded about it, but um, you know, continue, Mike. Yeah. So you know. So that's you know. It's very hard to to sympathize with them and to then put yourself in their shoes as a character playing them. So they're, they're very rarely a character, you know, as in the case, only two of them I've ever made and played throughout, you know, the nearly 60 characters that I've made over the years. Mm. Uh, Zephan, what, what about you? Um, to, to our, our, our pointed question here. I've made a couple, made a couple for uh, various different reasons. And I, you know, I've, took me a, a long time before I finally rolled up my first High Elf. Um, mainly because I, I always hated them. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I finally made one when Skyrim came out. And actually, Skyrim had been out for a while before I finally made one. Um, but even then, after I made him, I still had to kill him to turn him into a vampire. <laughs> Man, so just I don't know to if you can still call him a High Elf after that. <laughs> So I made him just to kill him. Just to kill him. Just to, just to get rid of him. Um, uh, yeah, and then I uh, made one in, in ESO because um, my Duchess of Death is really freaking hot. All right, well. <laughs> and really powerful. Yeah. That's true. Let's get it straight. That's, uh, that's where that goes. Yeah. Um, I, I got to tell you, after after hearing, after feeling, you know, kind of vindicated in, in something that I've sort of felt for for a while, um, I sort of I'm sort of uh, interested in possibly creating an Altmer in ESO that that is kind of like the the uh, the the antithesis of of what everyone sort of just believes Altmer to be, which are these these you know fascist narcissistic uh, nihilists. Um, so I, I, I don't know, but I'd also like to make an Altmer in, in Skyrim and just, and just kick every Thalmor ass that I, I see along the way intentionally be like, you know, I'm an Altmer and I disagree with you and we're at war because you are, uh, your, your, your belief system is, is, uh, diametrically opposed to the natural order of, of how all beings are to live free. And just just drive it home with every with every sword swing or 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 uh, puff of the uh, 
the old fire staff at him. <clears throat> All right. This is where we really miss Mark because he would go on a long diatribe of why it's 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 highly encouraged to kill all the Thalmore. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I I I I go after them with a vengeance. I don't touch the Civil War much. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But damn it all, every single time I see one of those fascist Thalmore, I just I just go after him with a vengeance. <laughs> Okay, um, Zephin, you've, uh, you were very good to, uh, to go out there and uh, find a mod for us. Here we are in the crafting table. And again, we'd like to remind everyone what we said in the beginning of the show. Um, you know, if, if, look, if you, like, if, um, if you like thrusting, there's a mod for that. And maybe this one will do it for you. Uh, so. Right. Go, go ahead with that, Zephin. <laughs> I think I led you in very well. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say thrusting and then led me in in the same sentence. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think you can do any thrusting with this mod, but I do have a good question for you guys. Have you ever wanted to slap a Thalmor? Mm. I have. Or, yeah. or, or just an Altmer in general. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe a guard. Or just some annoying citizen. Sure. You can do that with this mod. Ah. So this mod is for Oblivion. And it's called Put It In Its Place. Um, and it was made by Shade Me. Um, and, you know, the thing that I really like about this mod, before I get into the description, is, is that, you know, it really fleshes out the grabbing function. Um, and also adds some more flavorful things to it. Uh, so the description says, one of the many oversights made by Bethesda was the irregular way the Havoc engine and the crime system work together. The grab key apparently is underused due to the fact that grabbing an object which belonged to an NPC caused the crime system to add a bounty to the player, assuming the player was stealing the object. This mod changes that aspect of the game and adds a completely new substratum of mechanics which worked in tandem seamlessly, blending into the original game. In short, Pip, Enhanced Grabbing, gives you every reason and then some to use the underrated grab key. So one is the grab key is now toggleable, so you don't have to hold the key down. Um, but you can also do things like slap people. You can throw objects, you can pick up objects and not have to worry about stealing the objects. You can pick it up, move it around, throw it. Um, now, one of the other big things about it is it also adds um, NPC dialogue and functionality. So if you say you go into a shop and you start grabbing stuff off the shelves and throwing it around, then the NPC, the shop owner, will go over and pick it up and put it back on the shelves and tidy up his area. He'll also get a little annoyed with you. And if you keep doing it, he'll throw you out of the shop. <laughs> but you can also grab things off of people, too, as you're walking down the street. Say you see a necklace that you like that a woman's wearing. You can grab that necklace and make a run for it. Wow, really? Or say you want to have a little bit of fun and grab the sword from the guard and start running <laughs> or fighting him with it. <laughs> and Damn. see him chase you down trying to get a sword back. <laughs> so it adds a lot of fun to the game. 
So uh, if you guys like that, uh, check it out. It's called Put It In Its Place by Shade Me. You can get that on the uh, the Nexus. Nobody okay. puts baby in the corner, except for this mod. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like the fact that you can um, you can actually at- uh, use it as like like you said earlier like you could you could snatch a sword right out of uh out of a guard's hand and then like that's cool that's a really cool uh idea there yeah I, another like cool thing is it it does have some functionality in dungeons or when thieving because the items when you throw it they do make noise so if there's a guard that's uh you know guarding a, a chest or a door that you're trying to get into you can pick something up or grab something out of your inventory and throw it within earshot of that guard or, or NPC, and they might just go and check out to see what that noise is, making it a lot easier for you to sneak right past them. That's cool. That's super cool. So it's, it's, really, uh, it's really a mod that, that can help with pretty much any play style. Absolutely. I like that. All can right. you pick up a Thalmor and throw them? No. Damn it. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want to touch them. They're dirty buttholes, right? And they, they smell like like it. <laughs> um, really excited about the fact that I'm just slaughtering the crap out of these 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 uh, these guys. I was starting to get nervous that you weren't going to make it there in time for the end of the show to be actually killing down more agents. <laughs> I know, right? Me too. I, I was starting to get a little a little like that myself. All right, uh, we've got 15 minutes left in the show, folks. Uh, so what I'd like to do right now is uh, we've got a couple emails that we, uh, we'd we like to read out. Um, Zephan, would you mind uh, with our first one, please? Absolutely. So this email comes from Justin. And Justin says, Good afternoon, classic team. When I was in high school, I had a history teacher that mentioned on a unit discussing the outbreak of World War One that some believed, I don't recall the details, that a war was imminent and their opponents had a higher birth rate. Better to attack now than wait a generation when we'll be outnumbered. So what's that have to do with Elder Scrolls, you're probably wondering? Well, let me explain. While listening to your latest uh, episode on the Altmer, I noticed two omissions. And when I went to do the research myself, I found the same omissions. First, we don't know the average life expectancy of the High Elves. The second is that we don't have any information on Altmer birth rates. Regarding the former, I vaguely recall Morrowind mentioned that they could live up to a thousand years or so. But I thought in Oblivion and Skyrim, it was only a few hundred. I could be wrong on any or all of that, so let's assume the worst case scenario, two to one ratio. Human races live to be 100 and Altmer lived to be 200. And regarding the latter birth rates, we don't have a lot of information. What we do know is this. All of Tamriel is not covered in Altmer, which means they're likely reproducing along the same curve as the human population. Let's say two to four surviving kids per cycle. As the humans have a shorter life cycle, we can expect them to recover their numbers within fewer generations. But realistically, I'm probably wrong about my numbers, and humans live shorter um, and elves live longer, making the situation worse for the elves. Okay, on to the main point. The Civil War in Skyrim. Quick aside regarding the Great War, 
I'm assuming similar starting population and size and similar casualty rates. The Thalmor are keeping close watch on what happens, and they look like they're trying to influence the outcome. But when we read the documents, they don't want either side to win. Just a long, drawn-out conflict. Why? Part of me says, because the Empire is a formidable opponent. But if you break it up now, you have to deal with Cyrodiil, uh, Skyrim, High Rock, and your mother to get anything done. So let's just Mom? weaken everything. Not Mom. Yeah, yes, your mother was there too. Oh! And while this is true, eventually it will end and we can see that there is no good outcome. And there's probably more of them than there is of you. And they've been getting good practice on each other. And those darn Bretons and Magicka retardant or Magicka retardant. So, why spend any resources at all? Why care? Here's why. If you're a Thalmor agent and you're getting something out of this, population control for as long as the conflict is go is ongoing. Sorry for the long email, and thank you guys for all the hard work, Justin. Wow. Well, very uh, cool email. Yeah, very well. Uh, so a couple things is that, yes, the elves are much longer lived um, to the point that for some of them uh, that we're seeing some of the elves in ESO that we see in later games. Um, so they can be incredibly long lived, five, six hundred years uh, without a problem. The other thing is that for many of the uh, non-player characters that we interact with that do talk about families, the family size for elves is still very small uh, comparative to modern, you know, human families where you have one to five children, uh, which when you think about that, that's, you know, humans, the average lifespan at this point in time would probably be 60 to 70 with, you know, so you're talking four or five generations of humans each at four or five each. Yeah, it becomes a fairly large number of people. Uh, in one of the Baron Zaya books, she they talk about how she has they get rid of her first child uh, from the affair with Septim because she didn't think she was going to get pregnant because she was too young and she was in her late thirties. It was well before the the normal birthing age of elves. So, you know, yes, great points. You know, probably very small uh, numbers of uh, people for the elves. And, uh, you know, why prolong the Civil War? Because it's going to kill off whole generations of humans. Yeah. I, I It's fantastic e email. Very well thought out. And, um, you know, I like a lot of what he said there. And, and I'm often, you know, uh, reminded of the fact that, you know, uh, birth rates tend to go down um, as... You, you sort of like mature a little bit later in, in society. Um, you know, in our own society, people are more educated and they hold off having a family so they can pursue higher, higher learning. So I sort of, you know, see uh, a similar type of thing going on maybe with us. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I think that, you know, one of the, the big fears is uh, with our generation is, yeah, make sure you have your kids young enough because they're worried about, trust me, the Down syndrome uh, effects because many people are waiting until they've completed college, their master's, their PhD, before they even start dating. 
uh, you know, seriously to look for to make a family, and then uh, you know, the, the 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 families are starting not in their early twenties, but in their mid thirties, and uh, they may not be looking to conceive a child until almost forty, and and so it, it's very common in societies that the education rate has increased. Uh, you look at Japan, I believe it is right now, where they're they're really worried because so few uh, new children are being born into society that uh, who's going to take care of the elderly? Um, many of European countries have a, a sub-replacement uh, level of uh, birth rates in their educated uh, uh, people. And so it, it's reliant upon... Uh, immigrants into these countries to to take over the younger population and, and keep the birth rates high enough that the society continues to flourish. Right. Interesting points. Interesting points. So uh, my uh, my fellow listeners out there, have your kids nice and early. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Mike, our our final email for the evening. Okay. Hi all. A funny thing happened the other day while I was killing a bandit. That happens to me every day, you know. <laughs> As I was delivering the final blow, he informed me that death is overrated. I laughed I at this that. so hard because it was so out of the blue. Also, I recently came to the conclusion that Blackreach is one of the coolest places to explore. Keep up the outstanding work, guys. Best wishes, Elise. So yes, death is overrated, but it comes for us all in the end. Death is overrated! (laughs) (laughs) That'll teach him. That'll that'll get him. Alright, guys. Well, um, that is is the end of our show, and uh, I have have, uh, killed a whole bunch of these these Thalmor here, and uh, here is Thorold Greymane. So he has been he has been saved. Yay! Yes, Thorold. Thorold Greymane is is. This might be one of our first episodes where we start the quest and end the quest in the same quest. Day. In the same episode. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> see, see how see how easy it is when uh, I don't have to fight the game <laughs> and streaming at the same time. Uh, final thoughts, starting with Mike. So um, I'm really hoping that. Maybe eventually we'll find a nice elf that we can like. I don't hold out much help, hope for it, but maybe. What's wrong with Iren? Okay, yeah, okay. There's, there's a good high elf. Yeah, she's she's pretty nice. She's well intentioned. You know, maybe a little, uh, a little naive, but but she's a well intentioned girl. And man, I heard she can drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually part of uh, her backstory. <laughs> <laughs> how much she's able to drink uh what about you zeph and final thoughts i think the altmer need some good propaganda like cuddly dolls okay cuddly dolls yeah 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 okay yeah just, right just to show people that they're not all bad <laughs> 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 well uh great great uh great discussions everyone uh mark we missed you very much on our uh hate hate, hate the thalmor episode um we did miss you and uh hopefully we'll uh we'll we'll see you soon 
Again, I want to remind everyone, um, Elder Scrolls Off the Record is going to record either Sunday or Monday of next week at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, I want to also remind everyone, check out uh, all of our other content, such as KD Radio, which is available on podcast and on YouTube, um, as well as uh, some of our awesome streams that, that we've been doing, which is uh, they stream live on Twitch, and then we brought, bring them to, to YouTube, such as Late, late Night Elder Scrolls, uh, also Shalina and Vendatron when they're not recording. On Friday, uh, KD Radio, they're going to do a stream. So, so Friday night, they they do a stream, and that that gets uploaded onto YouTube as well. Uh, Zephyr and I, we do late late night Elder Scrolls uh, Tuesday and Wednesday nights at two thirty a.m. Eastern. So it's it's late late night or early early morning, depending on where you're at. <laughs> and um, super excited to well, I, also I want to you know bring out that we've got. Um, Friday night as well, uh, starting at, is Dancing with Daggers, starting at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, Dancing with Daggers, the uh, Daggerfall Covenant-centered stream uh, where where uh, Drunken Silliness and ESO with uh, Rob and company happens. It's always a good time. And, uh, of course, um, this is probably the first time I'm, I'm announcing these these three brand new streams uh that that we've uh that we're doing. Um, number one on Sundays, right, Mike? We've got... Uh, We've got uh, ESO Trials on Sunday. Yep, every Sunday uh, about uh, 9 o'clock, we stream our attempts at different trials. Sometimes we're successful, sometimes it goes horribly wrong. Uh, but, you know, you see us progressing. So don't expect, you know, perfection or a polished thing. This is us learning the trial or us just having fun uh, at trials that we're really good at. Uh, but I think everybody has a good time. And uh, we get some good gear, so that's all, the important thing. Yeah, uh, as long as everyone's having fun and getting well rewarded for what they're doing, yeah, that is the important thing. Uh, also, uh, we want to we want to uh, formally welcome brand new streamer for QGN, Setsua. You may remember him from uh, the uh, Dungeon Crawler Network. Well, um, Setsua has been uh, he's been sort of out of the game for a while, and uh, he came over to me and, and he asked, you know, hey, is QGN doing anything? And I'm interested in this other game called Black Desert Online. So uh, I spoke with Agelos, and Agelos was cool with it, and um, we we set Setsua up. Uh, no pun there. Uh, we set him up on uh, on on a on a stream for QGN now, uh, and he is streaming Black Desert Online Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, BDO, as as they call it, is a um, a sandbox medieval style MMO. It's uh, it's super, it's pretty fantastic. It's uh, it's got a lot of really cool uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, a lot of cool uh, classes. And uh, Setsuwa does a real good show. Uh, he did his first episode on on uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network. On Saturday, and uh, I'd like to welcome him again and uh, remind you guys that he's doing this every Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern. And uh, check him out and check out BDO. I think if you're an Elder Scrolls fan, you're gonna like Black Desert Online, especially with Setsuwa. Uh, also, if you're uh, a fan of Magic the Gathering, uh, myself and uh, QGN community member Mithril are uh, getting together uh, same same day Saturday, uh, only 2:30 in the morning Eastern for uh qgmtg quest gaming magic the gathering uh it's one of our one of our brand new streams that we just started up this week where we it's low low uh low stress kind of a thing um we we have fun 
we do a match or two. We talk about, you know, some, some building mechanics, some uh, card mechanics. You know, Mithril's been playing the game for about 20 years now. So, <laughs> I mean, he just has a, he has a ton of fun playing this. He knows a lot about it. We like comparing old cards and some of the new stuff uh, that's out. So it's, it's just a general Magic the Gathering stream. We, we play a little bit. We laugh a lot. It's a good time. And uh, while we're on Wizards of the Coast stuff, I must not fail to mention that the new episode of, uh, of, of um, QGDND, hosted by Mark, is, is due out this week as well. So QGDND, our, our Dungeons & Dragons podcast, is, uh, is available as well on questgamingnetwork.com. It's not something that we stream. It's only audio only, and you can find it on our website, questgamingnetwork.com. You can subscribe by RSS feed there as well, or you can get it on all of our different uh, feeds that you can find QGN stuff, such as iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and, uh, of course, like I said, questgamingnetwork.com. And I heard that we celebrated a milestone this past week, didn't we? <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. I mean... um. Liz was all over that. This uh, it, it's it is it was the 300th episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Um, this this past week it, it was. Uh, so I mean, even though we're up to 190 something or other, um, we've 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 done 300 podcasts. Whether it was an episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record or the 70 plus uh, episodes of Classic. Or a few, you know, interview streams here and there, uh, interview um, uh, interview episodes here and there, uh, or or the new the new blog episodes, uh, mini blog episodes that I've been doing. Um, we are we are now up to up to three hundred. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, that's a whole lot. It is. It's a lot of content <laughs> on an average two hours a, a per episode. Uh, yeah, we're. A, well over 600 hours worth of entertainment for you, you know, for anybody who's listening. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. That's a lot. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Especially with some of the ESOTR shows that have gone almost three and a half hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. And, and um, so, you know, it, it, Liz um, Liz is really awesome. She, she reminded me. She said, listen, you know, this is, even though it's technically 300 feed items and not technically 300 episodes of the Elder Scrolls Off the Record brand podcast, um, she reminded me, uh, essentially. She didn't actually say this to me, but but her, her reminder of it is is a reminder to me to, you know, take a moment and, and sort of say, you know, there is something worth saying about, about sticking sticking through this, this thing. And um, three... The topic is the same. It's all Elder Scrolls. So, so 300, 300 episodes of, of Elder Scrolls related, the lion's share of it being Elder Scrolls off the record. This was a podcast that I told Joel Wilson when I was pitching him the idea um, five, six years ago. <laughs> Almost six years ago now. Um, yep. I said, I think we're going to go 20 episodes before we cancel this. <laughs> 20 episodes I think, I think you made it more than that yeah and then he said and we were joking around and he goes Varwin what do you think what do you think that we might be able to like what do you think if we hit 100 episodes and I laughed at him I was like ah Joe come on he goes I know I know there's no way that we're going to be able to make 100 episodes of just Skyrim 
So, I mean, you know, essentially, you know, he and I were both right. It, we didn't do that. We had to switch over to um, a more Elder Scrolls related uh, discussion. But I think it only benefit, benefited the uh, the show. And, it, you know, it's uh, it's been it's been a great time. So 300. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the list saying in the chat room? Trying to explain to friends that we just hit 300 episodes about Elder Scrolls or, as she knows, Skyrim 2. I, just, <laughs> I got a blank stare like, are you shitting me? <laughs> Send us a poop emoji. <laughs> Alright, folks. Well, well, listen, um, big huge thank you to our chat room uh, for coming out tonight and, and watching the, uh, the, live, the live taping of, of classic Elder Scrolls. Episode number 72, Damn the Thalamore! And, of course, huge thanks to Mike and Zephin for joining me today. You guys are great, as always. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And, as always, may the foos be with you. Oh, God!